0: Everyone and welcome to another edition of the V-Auto Podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson with V-Auto and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today's episode is going to focus on one dealer's effort to improve their pricing alignment in profit time GPS and see what a higher degree of alignment discipline might mean for the dealership's used vehicle department. The dealer's 90-day challenge ended about a week and a half ago. And I'm delighted that James Scope, General Sales Manager at Fletch's Buick GMC Audi in Petoskey, Michigan, is joining us today. James, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you being here. Um, before we dive into the 90-day the challenge and the profit time alignment story, um, let's give listeners a little bit of your background, James. Um, your, you know, How did you start in the car business and, and your current role there with, with Fletch's?
1: Yeah, okay. So I started in the car business, actually sweeping floors here at Fletch's when I was about 16 years old. Okay. Um, started doing that and kind of blossomed from there, started changing oil. Um, and then my high school, I went to Harbor Light Christian School, which is just across the bay from us, um, allowed me for a math credit to go into the body shop for an internship because I was looking Mm. at doing that type of stuff um, and and going on the mechanical side and just wanted to see where I could land in the car business. Um, So I did that for about uh, a full school year for half the day Um, would go in and and learn in there and um, ended up going to, after graduating, going to Northwood university down in Midland uh, and had my, schooling done there and, and worked at a couple dealerships down there. I worked at Garber Chevrolet down there for about a year for my internship. Um, and then after I graduated, came back to Fletch's and, uh, up in Petoskey here, started as a used car manager. Um, our goal was to, uh, to become the used car, uh, I guess, leading volume uh, dealer mm-hmm. here in mm-hmm. Petoskey. And uh, on our first year, we were able to acqu- just barely squeak it out. It was like two cars that we beat the other dealership by. That was you know, the number one dealer for, for many years. So um, after that, when COVID hit, uh, I was presented with the opportunity to become the GSM of the store um, because our previous sales manager uh, was, was leaving at the time. So I uh, took that opportunity and, and kind of have run with it through COVID and, and uh, have really enjoyed it so mm-hmm. far. Um, But again, my, my roots are in used cars. uh, So I I really enjoy that. And I really focus on that, um, especially since I don't have the factory telling me what I can and can't do. So that's, uh, that's kind of where my background is in the, uh, in the automotive business. And then also my schooling as well. Excellent.
0: Why I appreciate the kind of, you know, Start start low on the totem pole and yep. kind of work your way up and, and feed your passion. That's wonderful. Yep. Well, speaking of used cars, James, let's. Um, so our, our just to set the stage for listeners, you you were on the Profit Time GPS system for some time. Uh, your alignment percentage, meaning the the number the percentage of price recommendations you guys accepted, uh, I think was about fifty to sixty percent, give or take.
1: Yeah, it was, it was roughly around there. I mean, it, you know, I'm talking to Vincent, our performance manager, it was more or less like I, I was using it as a, like a tool helping me with certain things, but didn't really dive into it all the way. And, and profit time has changed so much, even from when we first got profit time, um, I was still in the used car role only. So that was uh, probably about 2018, 2019, somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah. If I remember correctly. So, um, you know, set a, a gentleman came and, and presented it to us and I really liked it. And uh, obviously things have changed. And as things have changed, it's it got harder to commit to it. But I know there's a lot of data behind it at this point, too, for, you know, five years worth of data. So.
0: So I guess it was the end of or the beginning of March when you said, hey, I'm going to commit to this thing. I'm, I'm going to shoot for eighty five percent alignment. Try to reach that target over 90 days and see where we stand. Uh, And we just passed that 90 day mark. So, what would you describe as maybe the then and now, uh, James, in terms of maybe gross, volume, the other particular things that really matter in used cars?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said earlier, we wanted to become the volume dealer up here and our area. And, and we achieved that. However, volume doesn't pay for your store, right? It doesn't pay mm-hmm. bills. Gross profit does. And then eventually you get down to the net profit after all of your expenses. So um, really kind of had to focus on that during COVID, right? Because it was really hard to acquire cars. Um, we have uh, the Kelly Blue Book Instant in the Buying Center, which has been a huge help for us. But uh, so anyway, that's kind of how we changed our direction and focused on on gross profit throughout that time now i'm going to say we left money on the table with used cars um we were selling cars before they were even out of service before they were out of detail sometimes before we even got the car in our sales reps were going after customers that had that interest in that you know that certain vehicle so um probably left some money on the table with that. So that's kind of what uh, Profit Time now is here to help with is uh, to make sure that you're not leaving anything on the table and then also not uh, asking too much for a vehicle that you're too heavily interested in or invested in. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of where our focus was at was on the bronze vehicles. Um, and uh, that's where we saw a lot of uh, success and then also Platinums as well. Um, I still have some work to do on platinums and, and golds. Um, we, we killed it with silvers. Uh, just talking with Vincent yesterday, I got all this data from him and, and you know, kind of set some new goals now that the 90 day period of the commitment is over with. I'm not saying that we're done uh, with what our alignment is on our vehicles. It's been very successful. We've made um, very good money. Uh, actually last month, May, was the most profitable variable operations month the store has ever had um, in, in the company's history. And we've been around since 1939. So the, the whole idea of this um, challenge has turned out to be quite you know, a, a big factor in us making and having a successful month. So, on, on that, that record, you mentioned variables. So, that's
0: new and used blended. It, 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 am I correct there? It is, yep. What was the share? And, and, you know, if you got the inventory on the new side, it seems like sales are fairly strong right now. Uh, yep. So, talk to me about what the used department contributed to that, uh, that record.
1: Yeah, so we did 70 used cars uh, last month over the curb. Um, and for our store, that's kind of what we try to average. Uh, would love to bump that up and, and hit some higher numbers. But uh, you know, as far as the gross profit goes, um, that that our new our used car department contributes about seventy five percent of that. Now we don't record our SFE in as profit on on the uh, new car side until after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so just looking at uh, what each department did. Um, 75% of our profit comes from our, our used cars. Um, Again, we focus on that just because, you know, the factory could shut off, there could be a strike tomorrow and no cars would come. Um, So, you know, that's where our main focus is, is on the used cars. And so when that provides 75% of what your, your gross profit is for the department, it's, uh, it's definitely where our focus is going to be and continue to be. For sure. And and I guess so for looking at, say, just the
0: used car side of things for a minute, on, on the gross standpoint, um, those for the 90 days, have you looked at like a comparable 90 day period a year ago or two years ago and what the difference is now, thanks to
1: some of the things that profit time is helping you achieve? You know, so uh, John, our general manager, does that damn near every month. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> Take a mm-hmm. Look at it. And just, uh, you know, compares what we were prior to COVID, what we were during COVID. Um, you know, there's certain months of, of certain years that we can't really, you know, look at one being, uh, March and April of 20. Um, you know, you can't really compare that to anything because our store was shut down. We were forced to be closed. Um, but you know that and we also know that there was some uh with 21 and 22 that there's gonna be some hard objectives to to hit again to hit that type of profit, right? So um y- you know, we he does look at that. I've looked at it too. I don't know it right off of hand right now, okay. but we are definitely as a store, as a whole, also, because we put a lot more uh, units in operation as well um for our service department and our body shop too. But as a whole, the store is doing light years more than what we did in 2019 and what we did in 2018 and anything prior to that, too.
0: Okay. And, let, and let's go back. You mentioned uh, working on the, the bronze car in the 90-day in the challenge, that bronze mm-hmm. were a primary focus along with uh, platinum and gold. So let's, let's talk about the bronze cars. What, what was happening with those cars before the 90-day challenge, and what did that emphasis on alignment help you turn around or
1: improve uh okay so just had a hard time swallowing the fact that we owned a vehicle for too much money whether that be we bumped our heads when we were appraising it or well it typically is for appraising it because you missed reconditioning or something like that um you know because reconditioning can throw a car into a bronze territory very quickly uh, especially at our store, we, we tend to recondition pretty heavily. We live in a small town. Um, you know, we just, we want to take care of our loyal customers. So, um, you know, that, and so that kind of can bump that into that situation. Also, um, Audi's loaner program, you know, love Audi's uh, products, but the way that their loaner program is set up is every time I get a, uh, a vehicle out of service after it's been a service loaner, it is a bronze vehicle and I own yeah. it for way too much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't just go and slap $5,000 on top of what I own that vehicle for and expect to make that money. So um, it, it's really just accepting the fact that it's a bronze vehicle from the beginning and pricing it as a price leader instead of a gross profit um, holder. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, But by doing that, that gave us the, uh, the opportunity to actually make some money on these bronze vehicles. And we turned around from losing money on bronze vehicles and having them for way too long. Um, you know, I think our average bronze vehicle was around for 60 days and that's way, way, way too long. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it turned around from losing money to making about $1,900 per, per car, um, on the bronze vehicles. Uh, now we don't go out and buy vehicles from auction very often. Very rarely do we do that. So I don't have a majority of my inventory in that bronze category, um, but, you know, when we do have them, we focus on them and make sure that we sell them in a timely manner so that we can still make some money on them and give our finance department a swing at it. And, and typically, Ren does a very good job at uh, getting back end products. So it turns a $1,900 deal into, you know, sometimes a three, $4,000 deal with his with his participation. Tell me a little bit, James, about
0: uh, you mentioned that.
1: Uh, pre-challenge,
0: pre the more disciplined alignment, the bronze might've been hanging around for about 60 days or so. where is that uh, days to sell or days in
1: inventory statistic today? So I actually have that pulled up and this is what I was talking to Vincent about the other day. Um, so our average days to sell on um, bronzes that are ones and twos are in that uh, 22-day range. Now, our threes, we've stuck around a little bit longer, which I need to work on, which is uh, currently at 45 days. But overall, we're under 30 days for the bronze vehicles to turn them, Okay, Um, right where we want to be. We try to get those through service and everything as fast as possible, uh, get photos on them. We do photos day one, and then we get more photos in our photo bay uh, after the car's cleaned up. But um, that has contributed to making sure that we turn those vehicles quickly too. That's a great improvement. And I guess, uh, when it comes to reconditioning,
0: uh, V Auto's Dale Pollock will talk about, Hey, if it's a bronze car, it should go to the front of the
1: line. Is that how, how you guys roll with that too? Uh, you know, when we have the, ability to do that. We do, but I mean, just as fast as stuff sells here, um, for our used cars, sometimes those do get pushed to the back, uh, just because I've got to get cars through that are sold first. I've, if I've got a customer on that, that's, that wants to buy that vehicle. I, I'm not going to push the bronze car ahead of a car that's sold. I mean, we, we know how customers are and when they're in the ether, you got to make sure that you capitalize on it and time. Yeah. It feels. So, um, you know, but when we were able to get stuff through um, without having stuff sold, which has been a long time now, um, it, we try to do the bronze cars first because we know again it's it's all about time on that.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Now let's let's go to the other side of the spectrum, the platinum and, and the gold. And you you mentioned a little bit ago that uh, you still have some work to do there, and yep. so. But what were what did you? What were the things that you saw as part of the challenge that perhaps was a challenge when it came to platinum and gold?
1: So as far as a challenge here, you know what the data is kind of interesting. When Vincent and I were talking yesterday, my platinums from when we first spoke, which was 45 days into it Mm -hmm. compared to what they are today, did not change on the amount of time that I had them. They're still selling fast, okay. Um, but you know, we're asking 100, 300, 400, 5 percent of the market, and they're still selling. So, you know, we, we looked at it and we're like, all right, how do we slow this down? Um, you know, we're asking top dollar for them. It, it's you know, right around that five thousand dollars in gross profit on them. I, I mean, I'm happy with how they're they're going. Uh, but I'm out of alignment on time. Now I, I'm not gonna focus just completely on time. Obviously if I'm selling them at 105% of the market and it, they're going quickly, it's obviously a really hot, fast vehicle. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's really where my opportunity lies. Um, if I can figure that out to maybe slow it down a little bit more, maybe I need to start asking 107% of the market. I don't know. Um, it, it just all depends on uh, on the vehicle itself though too because I, I do look at each vehicle. We live, again, we live in an area where there's um, rust and stuff like that and a car can be a platinum vehicle because of what I own it for, but it's not a platinum when you go out and take a look at it, you know, so.
0: That's a good point about, you know, the, the, the data can only tell you so much about the car. You, you definitely yep. still got to put eyes on it. Um, I'm curious. Uh, so the goal for the challenge was kind of, alignment all in, you know, like across all of the, the precious metal categories. And, and in my conversations with profit time, GPS dealers over time, they, they start to maybe get a sense of the sweet spot, you know, like the alignment sweet spot within each of the, the precious metal categories. And, uh, you mentioned a bit ago, James, that maybe, you know, there, there's some adjustments as, as it relates to alignment. Is it that kind of stuff or, or what do you foresee in the future as it relates to pricing alignment?
1: Yeah, again, I, I kind of look at it on a vehicle basis. I, I don't look at the total at the bottom saying, yep, all right, I'm right at 85 percent. During this 90 day period, I did because I mm-hmm. told Vincent that I would do that. Um But I don't think that I could be like, hey, there's a, this is the exact sweet spot with the total of inventory. You know, honestly, the 85 percentile worked really well for us. And I think I'm going to stick at that until I, you know, unless it changes for us uh, as far as, um, you know, selling and then gross profit and keeping all that with volume and making sure everything's still good. But again, got to look at it at a uh, car to car basis, Um, just like I explained, you know, with the with the Platinums, there might be one that's a, that's a Platinum, but it's, it's almost like a, it's fooling you type of a Platinum because it's not really a Platinum. And so that's why I look at everything um, daily. We don't have a huge inventory for used cars. Um, You know, typically we hover right around that, that 70 car mark. I want to turn my inventory in 30 days. That's another thing that keeps us away from having a lot of bronzes though too. Yeah. Because we're turning our inventory once a month. I don't have stuff aging out on me. And that's typically what will throw that into it, um, those lower buckets in the silver and bronze is if you have something aging out on you, um, you know, so we keep our inventory right at that, uh, that try to keep it at that 30 day. Um, so okay. I, now
0: uh, another, you just reminded me of something you mentioned a moment ago, James, about silver vehicles and how you guys did. I think you said you did really well with them. Yeah. Um, Tell me about any distinction or difference between bronze and silver or how you treat those two different segments of your inventory.
1: Yeah. I mean, so silvers definitely have a little bit more time. You have more time with them before mm-hmm. it becomes an issue, right? And I and I say an issue because I, I, I want to make gross profit, right? Um, but I also, I do want to have some turn with them. But when they get into the bronze, I don't want to say I get nervous, but I'm like, all right, we're closing in on where our margin compression is coming in here and, and I don't have a ton of time. So with the Silvers, I feel like, all right, I'm a little bit more relaxed with them. I price them towards what the uh, what the recommendations are. Um, but, you know, with the Silvers, it's just been like, all right, if this is a car that's got a low market day supply, however, we had to pay a little bit more money for it um we we made just really really good money on silvers uh, over the past 90 days um and a lot of our vehicles were in that silver range now again that came from us paying a little bit extra for these vehicles um from our customers and then also with the reconditioning kind of put them in that category um you know and it can start out as a platinum and then go into that silver category too but uh You know, I, I, that's the biggest thing is I just think that not that I'm ignoring it or leaving it alone or anything like that, but I, I was more focused on bronzes to make sure that I could turn them in a, in a timely manner, um, with the silvers where I wasn't adjusting them every day. Like I was with the bronze Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. being a little more patient, a little more patient. I, you know, I, I still see that I have time. It's not something where it's changing right away and it's going to throw me into a bad position. So um, again, don't want to lose money, but I also uh, want to make sure that we make as much as possible, too.
0: Now, I'm curious, James, with the, uh, in, in the Alignment Challenge, as you've kind of gotten your head deeper into Profit Time GPS, so for every car, you'll get the, the range, you know, the pricing range that's that, uh, that the system recommends. And I guess I'm, I'm wondering, how do you, pl- over time, you know, if it's a bronze or silver car, Um, how do you think about where that price ought to be within the range is if it's you know a bronze car and it's getting to say 15 16 days do you bump it to the lower end keep your alignment but just be a little
1: more aggressive or how do you think about that so when I price a vehicle I look at two things I really like flat base pricing and the reason that I like this is because I've had a lot of conversations with our auto trader rep, who's awesome. Um, and she and I have talked about, you know, if you have a car that could be priced at $25,000, it will show up. If you have someone that's looking for a 20 to $25,000 car, and it's at the max end of their budget, it's going to pop up on an auto trader. Right. Mm-hmm. And that same thing, if it's, uh, if you have a customer that's looking at a 25 to $30,000, Vehicle, it's going to pop up on that category again because people do put those filters in, right? So I want it to show up as much as possible instead mm-hmm. of having it one dollar below and it only shows up in that one category that one time. So I, I look at that um, and make sure that we're flat based uh, pricing with that, um, and and sometimes it's like twenty five one or something like that too. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, as far as yeah, if it, if it gets a little bit older, I'll, I'll lower it to the lower end of a, of a silver or a gold um, to keep it aligned. Um, but if it's a really, really, really nice car, I, I put it up to the top, too. Uh, you know, for example, last month, I had a car that I was just like, man, I don't know what type of money to put on this car. And I don't know what type of money to ask for this. And, and the reason being was it was a 2014 Chevrolet Tahoe. Looked like it came off the showroom floor. Literally, it had like 65,000 miles on it. This guy kept immaculate care of this thing um, and wanted all the money, right? So, wanted the top end of what Kelly Blue Book trade was on it. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, that's a one bronze if I put that money into it. But looking at the competitive set, there were no cars like that either, right? So, just kind of digging into it a little bit deeper while pricing the vehicle. You know, I owned it for a one bronze because I agreed to take it and take a flyer on the vehicle. Um, but I asked like 110% of that, uh, of the market for that vehicle. And we sold it for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. sold it at 110%, but you can't, you can't look at the, you know, again, I was looking at it on, on a car by car basis. You know, I started actually digging into it and it's like, I can't compare this to anything. So I'm going to ask, you know, you know, three four thousand dollars over, and hopefully I get it. Yeah,
0: and you did. You um, so did.
1: It sold very quickly. So, yeah. you know, that's that's kind of what uh, that's kind of what I look at. But yeah, to go back to your question, if it's if it's you know sitting around, no doors cracked, I look on envision all the time as well uh, to see what kind of VDP views we have on the vehicle. If there's any saves on Auto Trader, if it's not getting any of that, I, I do put it at the lower end of what its uh, what its category is.
0: Okay. Just a couple more questions, James, and thanks for, for doing this with us and sharing, sharing your perspective. Yeah. Um, now we talked about pricing alignment. W- one thing we haven't really touched on is uh, appraising recommendations and, you know, how you've mentioned, James, that you don't go to auction very often, which means you're, you're sourcing from customers. And as you mentioned, maybe paying a little more, you know, because they're your customers. Um, so I guess I'm curious, to what extent are you using the uh, appraising side of this and those recommendations, you know, to guide how you get into your cars?
1: Yeah, so the appraisal side, um, we look at a lot of different things when we appraise a vehicle. Uh, we have some wholesale outlets that we look at right away because there are times where we take a, a car or appraise a car that is not something that fits our lot. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you know, we try to keep at that 30-day, um uh, as far as the turn goes at 30 days. So I don't want to get too heavy on vehicles. So it's making that decision right away. So I look at what MMR is. I I look at what Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer is. We do instant cash offers on a lot of vehicles. Um, even if the customer didn't do it, we do it for ourselves. So we can say, Hey, you know, this is just a, a, a way out of the vehicle if we need to get out of it. Um, and then, you know, I, I look at ACVs actually got a great tool as well for market, uh market conditions. So you can mm-hmm. plug in that van with the miles and get an idea of what uh, what you could wholesale it for if you need to. Um, but that's on a wholesale outlet. As far as cars that are, you know, fit our lot, um, the, the appraisal side kind of goes the same way. I look at, all right, hey, what could I get out of this car if I need to get out of this car for? Um, you know, is this something that I can certify and ask a little bit more money for? Um, And then there's a couple other things. Again, we look at uh, Kelly Blue Book on them, what Black Book is. I've got a lot of different books. And then the main thing is market value. We base everything off of market-based pricing, obviously using um, profit time. So I want to be in in there. The appraisal side of profit time is not my favorite. I I will just say that. I, I think that there's times where there's a little bit of a false hope for profit, um, and the only reason I say that there's been times where I move the bar um, on there, and it's like, yeah, we're going to ask 110 percent for this vehicle. I'm like, we're not going to get 110 percent for this vehicle. And you know, on that on that side too, that could be the very high end of what the gold is, right? If it was a gold yeah. vehicle, mm-hmm. and say, all right, this is one of those cars that I'm not going to ask the full boat for on on this uh, on a gold. You know, might be more towards the lower end of the gold, but Um, I use it as a tool. I don't use it as a live or die by, um, understood. So I, 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 do really like it as a tool, but it is a tool just like the other tools that I have in my, my appraisal dashboard.
0: Okay. Very good. One, one final question, James is, um, I, I know for a fact that there are, you know, other dealers with profit time who, who may have been where you were, you know, in January, February, perhaps looking to, to, to crank things up a notch. Um, so I'm curious, you've just gone through the 90 day challenge. Um, and, and let's say another dealer's performance manager says, okay, Bob, or Susan, let's do this 90 day challenge. What would you tell that, that, that dealer about the what's to come over the next 90 days and what they should be paying close attention to?
1: I mean, you got to commit to it if you're going to do that. Um, You know, it's you're not going to see something or results in that first 30 days every time. I mean, we saw results in the first 30 days and we're very happy with them, Uh, again, because we have a smaller inventory and because we keep it at that 30 day turn. Um, I I didn't have as many bronze vehicles. I actually had a gentleman call me from from a Chrysler store after, you know, you and I had spoke the first time. And he read through that article and actually his performance manager is also Vincent. So Vincent called me and said, Hey, I've got a dealer that wants to talk to you. So we spoke and uh, he told me, I was looking at his inventory. They got about 200 used cars and he said about half of them were bronzes. Right. And uh, I'm like, you know, it's, it's tough to swallow that at first. If you're priced way over on bronzes, now you don't want to do it all at once. I don't think because that's like taking a bloodbath really, really you know, that's just not something you want to do, yeah. uh, but get close to what the recommendation is. Try to sell those cars, put spiffs on them for your sales guys or, you know, so they're not walking around them. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he did do that, though, because I went on his website the next day and the way their website works is it shows that they lowered the price. And I'm scrolling through like three or four pages and all of them had prices that were lowered. So. Um, I'd be curious to see how that worked for him. I might give him a call back. Yeah. Um, So, you know, and see how that goes. Uh, I actually talked to Vincent about that a little bit yesterday. And, you know, I hope he's seeing success with it too, because we are seeing success with it. And um, it's not, you know, there's other things that you got to pay attention to rather than just pricing the vehicle on the recommendation. Right. I mean, one other thing that I'm going to be advocate for is that 30 day turn. I, I said for a long time, um, before we were forced into it with COVID, uh, that there's no way you can do a 30-day term. There's no way you can have 30 days worth of inventory and continue to do the volume. Well, I was wrong. And Dale Pollack was right. And you can do that. And uh, we've continued to maintain that because it's it's been profitable. And I think that that's that other portion that you really need to to have and and live and die by is try to stay as close to that as possible. Because if you're able to turn them, like I said, they're not going to age on you and they're not going to go into that bronze category where you feel like you got to move it really, really fast. So um, and then that helps with the gross profit side of your other vehicles.
0: And, and you're always buying as the market moves. So you're never stuck yep. one where or the other, depending yep. on how it goes. James, thank you for taking the time with us on the podcast today and sharing your perspective.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure.
0: Thank you. All right, folks, and thank you all for joining this episode of the V-Auto podcast. Until next time, stay well.